Music. Reviews. Chat. Poems. Comedy. Writing. Interviews. ELFM. It's radio for so much more. Hello and welcome to Red Kite here on East Leeds FM on this uh, brisk November evening. So I'm here with Peter Spafford, my co-host. Hi, Peter. Hello, Tony. How are you doing? Good, good. And our third co-host, Harry Ward, will be joining us shortly. He's just finishing his tea, but he's on his way to our virtual radio studios here spread across Leeds. So Red Kite, what is Red Kite, Peter? How would you describe it? Well... It's fairly new, isn't it? Because yeah. we introduced it in the summer. It's it's really a kind of uh, a vehicle, a vessel, a radio uh, a radio medium for young people to talk about uh, writing music and to also to perform writing and music. Looking also at uh, yeah, well, that's why we're of course we're presenting it, of course, Tony, <laughs> being young people. But yes. we've got Harry coming soon after he's he's finished his tea. We we'll have to ask him what he's had for his tea. But yeah, it's a, it's an all round good thing, I reckon. Red kite. How about you? Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a it's a chance to sort of see how people view the hear how people view the world. So we've got to have John Luigi on a little bit later, Alfie, Connor, and others, and we'll hear from a lot of the other young people. Uh, things that they recorded over the last week or so, but uh, yeah. And if anyone out there is listening, if you're if you're a young person who wants to get into making radio, writing, doing music, putting it on the radio, or if you know someone who does, you can get in touch with us at chapelfm.co.uk. And today, at least to start with, we're we're going to look at the idea of quirks. And maybe when Harry joins, he can tell us more about what a quirk is. But what does a quirk mean to you, Peter? You think of the word quirk? Quirk, yeah. I suppose it's it is something for me about uh, the way one sees the world, uh, because we all see it slightly differently depending on where we stand in uh, in our lives. You know, at what age we are, where we live, what language we speak, what gender we are, what uh, yeah, what our life experiences. So I think those all those things influence the way we see. Uh, see the world and and I reckon we're all pretty quirky we all see things in slightly different ways there's something that are sometimes completely odd <laughs> to to one person that might you know might be completely normal for somebody else and I think the interesting thing about Red Kite which, which I meant to say was that uh, I think we named uh, the broadcast uh, for the for the bird that that circles in the sky and looks down on the world and a red kite a red kite's view of the world would be very quirky i reckon someday we'll interview one we've we have interviewed some other birds we've interviewed ravens and pigeons we haven't yet done an interview with a red kite but we we'll give it a go um so in this idea of quirks harry when he joins us maybe he can tell more but it comes from some of the young broadcasters were telling us about uh, a japanese anime they've been watching called my hero academia and apparently all the characters in that have quirks which is a variation on a superpower and it's kind of a more almost everyday unexpected things that they become people's kind of unique skill that they they cultivate over time. And our first guest coming up in a moment, we're going to hear from Catherine War, uh, who has definitely taken a quirk, her own quirk, which is a love of local Yorkshire history and turned it into something pretty special with this YouTube channel and now a book that she's writing. Um, so we're going to hear an interview with Catherine in just a moment. 
Um, but first, we want to give a birthday shout out to one of our uh, one of our gang, one of the the next gen participants, Alfie, who's off, who's going to join us today. But it's his birthday, so we said, "Go have fun on your birthday." So happy birthday, Alfie! Um, but any last thoughts before we hear a little bit of Catherine? We're going to hear one of her YouTube videos, just a little trailer first, and then we'll hear part one of the interview the broadcasters did with her on Wednesday. Mm, yeah, well, I've, I've seen some of Catherine's videos and they really are interesting. She, as you rightly say, Tony, she has a very quirky uh, take on uh, history and the history of Leeds particularly. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to, to hearing an interview with Catherine. So first up, here's one of her, she has a collection of, I think it's close to 200 YouTube videos now that she's done on every possible aspect of Yorkshire history and witches and Luddites on Leeds rhinos and all kinds of specific obscure figures and battles from history. Um, and, and she performs them marvelously. So we're going to hear her voice, although I definitely recommend looking at her, her, her YouTube channel as well, because the way she uses visuals is quite fun. But again, radio is about theater of the mind. So I think this, this little clip will give you a sense of what she's all about. So here's Catherine's YouTube trailer. In 2018, a teenage girl from Leeds started making YouTube videos about lesser-known parts of Yorkshire history. Today, she still survives, making videos as an eccentric local historian. If you want to learn something, if no one else can help, if you can find her, maybe you can watch Yorkshire's Hidden History. That was just a little preview of what Catherine's videos are like. Just one of her own introductions there. Peter, have you ever made a YouTube video? Uh, yes. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm up there anyway. I mean, whether it yeah. was deliberately for YouTube or not, <laughs> I was filmed <laughs> doing some music actually at Chapel FM uh, with right. Richard Umrods, and uh, and they're up there on YouTube. So, uh, so I, I, yeah, I guess I have. Have you? Um, you know, not not intentionally, no, but uh, but yeah, similar way. I guess I've appeared in some accidentally, incidentally. So, well, with that said, let's hear part one of the interview with Catherine, and then we'll hear part two a bit later in the show. And then I've just heard that our co-host Harry is on his way to join us in the studio, so he'll be in a bit later. Okay, so here's part one of the interview with Catherine Ware talking to the Next Gen broadcasters here at East Leeds FM. And here on the Red Kite Show, we have the creator of the YouTube channel. Yorkshire's hidden history, Catherine Moore. Thanks for having me on. So, Catherine, what what interest what interested you to become a historian? Well, I've always loved history. It's always been a part of my childhood. Um, at school, I was always known for bringing in history books. Um, every weekend, my parents would take me to see castles and museums. So, I've always been surrounded by history. And around the end of college, I I really like out of the blue just got the idea of making videos about it because I just was really passionate about sharing it so I did. Like, would you describe yourself as a teacher like for when you make the videos? Um, that's quite a good question because I wouldn't see myself as a teacher I, I'd, I'd just describe myself as a YouTuber or as a amateur historian but a lot of people have commented on my videos that they've been shown it in class someone even 
um, had it shown in their seminar at uni. So the fact that professional teachers are showing it to kids, in some ways, I guess I am a teacher then because I'm teaching them. Yeah, because at the end of um, your video, you said, hope you learn something. So that's why I start. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what are your goals in life? What do you want to do, apart from obviously this YouTube channel? So I, I so the ultimate pipe dream is to be a, a presenter, like on TV, presenting history documentaries. Um, but that, that is a bit of a far off dream. Um, I'd like to write books about history. Um, I'm, as you know, I'm writing one at the minute. So I just kind of like to do more with it. You know, I'm not quite sure what the future might hold. So, you know, I just like to continue doing what I'm doing, hopefully get a bigger audience, be able to write books and who knows. So what is your current book about that you're writing and how did you get the idea for it? So it's going to be 365 days of Yorkshire customs, traditions and folklore. And it's quite funny because I got the idea from it when I was on the bus one morning because I have another book, uh, which is about just English customs throughout the year across the country. But it didn't actually cover a whole year, despite being called the English year. So I was like, well, what if someone was to write one which covered the whole year, but about Yorkshire? And then just like that, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. And because like my parents just happened to have a load of books already, um, I started researching and I was like, the, the more I looked into it, the more I thought, yeah, this, this is definitely something I could do. So what it's going to do is each day of the year will have um, either a tradition or custom which happens on that day or just a piece of like general how people were living in the past, like when they were farming or even something which happened on that day which was a bit unusual, a bit interesting. So it's going to be quite a, a range. If you had a choice of any historical figure, like, ever, who would you choose to have a meal with? Who would you choose to spend the day with out of history? For some reason, the, the first person which has come into mind is a guy called William Bradford. Um, you probably haven't heard of him. But this is an example of, of what, what's so cool about local history is because this guy was born in West Yorkshire. I can't remember where. But his impact on international history was huge because um, he was actually one of the first pilgrim fathers in the United States. So he was one of the first governors of Plymouth Colony. They were the first ones to have Thanksgiving. And so you, when you have the first major settlement in the United States, and he's one of the people involved in that, not only that, but he wrote kind of the, the most important account at the time that historians use this guy from Yorkshire, in some ways, like, he's woven into the history of the United States. You know, when you think about it, that's huge. So I think I'd like to have a meal with him because it's like the stuff he did, but we hardly know about it. Which was the best, like, the most interesting to you um, point in history? Like, like at what... Um like time period for me um it's again it's difficult to choose one because each each different historical era has its own different interesting things but i think one which i found quite interesting is the victorian era because well, one of the reasons is that there's it's such a story of two sides because on the one hand you have this 
you know, immense empire, this huge industry, so many achievements and advancements, you know, everything kind of, everything was on top of the world. But then on the flip side, you have so much poverty, you have so much exploitation of, of people in Britain and in the world. It's a complete, you know, tale of, um, story of two halves really um and kind of the the difference between the two it's a really interesting dynamic when you look into it if you could time travel back to any like time period which one would it be and why i think to be honest it would probably be the 60s or 70s because that's where my my music and my fashion comes from so I'd just buy all of the flared shirts and jeans that I could find and, and bring them back and then listen to all the music and have all the cars. Speaking of, of things like clothes, I'm interested in kind of the role of storytelling using YouTube, and particularly like the idea of things like using humor, using songs and music, but also using costumes and, and objects, props. Like one of we watched a bit of the we watched the Luddite video and you've got all these great objects that you're able to pull out. And how do you feel like you mix all those different things together? And especially the idea of like maybe using humor, especially. I mean. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's something I enjoy about uh, videos as, as a format because it, it's something you can't achieve if you're writing a blog or you've just got like a Facebook or Twitter account. Because in a video, you can do all that. You can use your music and costumes and props and stuff. And so it's so dynamic, you know, if you're thinking of making stuff yourselves. And I think going to the cost, going back to the costumes, um, that's that's something which I've always enjoyed. I've always loved dressing up, and I find that it's it makes the video really immersive. I've got a funny story actually. So when I was filming for the Saltaire video, I was walking around Saltaire in this sort of top part and all these clothes, and people were looking at me. But then quite a few times, people were stopping me, thinking I was a tour guide. Someone even wanted to take a picture of me. So even just wearing the clothes it almost transports you to another time because it, I don't know, it just adds another another level to it. Same with the props. I mean, you know, I'm very lucky that my parents happen to have a lot of lot of things I can use as props, but it it adds in another layer, which just kind of builds up to the whole experience. Hi, and welcome to the Red Kite Radio. I'm here with Sean, and this is the Youth Music Show. Hello. Hi, everybody out there. Where are you, Connor, at the moment, just out of interest? I am in my dining room at home. Ah, that's it. We're all coming to you from different areas. I am in my caravan in the woods. I've got the burner on and it's dead cosy here. So even though it's winter, I'm loving it. So what should we tell the audience? What have we been doing in music group, Connor? We've been, well, we had a mini open mic session uh, the other night, last night, I think it was. Um, last week, sorry, and we had um, a bunch of people coming up with different pieces. I played something on my piano, which is in the other room right now, uh, and we had a piece on guitar, which was a really fantastic piece by Jan Luigi, um, who's one of our other participants from the group, and we had a couple of other pieces from people, um, and we're going to play them soon. Yeah, yeah. 
So it was a great, it was a great open mic. It was good to everybody shared their work with each other because it's a new group that we've just started up. We're on the, we'll be on the third week next week. Um, and yeah, it was great. everybody sharing the pieces so we could know what everybody was doing musically. Uh, we will have Jan Luigi joining us in a bit. Um, so, but we're just starting me, me and Connor, and hopefully he can come and join us. But what we'll do is we will introduce his piece. So, this is our recording of Jan Luigi's guitar piece from yesterday's open mic. <laughs> Luigi's guitar piece that he did yesterday that was fantastic I really enjoyed that it kind of reminded me of lots of different styles really it sounded a bit classical at the end but it was rocky as well what do you think Connor I think it was it sounded really professional even though he's just recorded it as a quick jam to show us an open mic session I hope we'll get a chance to ask him about it a bit later yeah if he comes on we'll uh, ask him what that was about so that, that was really really good next up we have got your piece, Connor. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Oh, God. Um, I was playing the song from Up, um, the movie soundtrack to Up, um, the song where the song about the man and his wife, when the man loses his wife. It's quite an emotional, happy but sad kind of it song. Is. So, yeah, I really it's like it and I love to play it. Oh, it's really good. I enjoyed listening to it. It's um, So, yeah, get the tissues out because anybody who's seen mm. up might start crying. Oh. <laughs> so this is Connor's piano piece, the song from Up. Mm. 
So now we can welcome Jen, Luigi, and Ashton to the broadcast. How are you, Jen and Ashton? Um, oh. uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. How are you, Jen? Good. Ah, so Jan, Luigi, Ashton, and Connor—we're all on the new Next Gen Music group, aren't we? And um, Ashton's actually new to us. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, do you, Ashton, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you've been finding it as a as a new member of the group? Um, like, quite exciting, really, and uh, it's, uh, it's it's a new group, and I've uh, I've liked it so far, quite a bit. Mm. What do you it want to do good. with it musically? What, what? Sorry, what was that, John Luigi? I mean, it is good. Also, in the case that like it isn't just one thing that we do. It. I mean, you can do a lot of things. So. Lots of yeah. styles and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots How of are genres. we finding? Yeah. Cool. How are we finding it all being online and stuff? You know, compared to being being face to face. I mean, obviously, face to face is better, but considering that with covid and everything we kind of have to do it online we don't really have a choice yeah yeah are any of you sick of being online doing it or are you are you all right not with really it? Are you, are you, yeah i mean yeah, the technical right. difficulties like my mic jack just not working and it just broke like that that can be quite annoying and that doesn't happen when you're in real life yeah but i mean i i guess you just can't help it and it happens but I mean, it's the best that people. It's the best that we can do. It's like, and it isn't just us. It's like every company, uh, like, well, I mean, not just companies. Like every people in a, when they want to meet their friends, they have to do it online. It isn't yeah. really much of a choice. It's hard musically, isn't it? Because we can't all play together at the same time. So that's that's been a bit of a mm. challenge, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that um, that guitar piece you did was brilliant, John Luigi. Do you oh, wanna, thank you. We were going to ask you a bit about it. So, do you want to do you want to tell us a bit about it? What inspired you to do it, and and what well, you're going with with it? Um, <coughs> generally, my main genres is um, dubstep, DMB, or just rock music. So, I mean, I guess that was quite rock. I mean, yeah, I guess that's kind of like a rock song, except for the end bit maybe when it was it went a bit more classical. But, um. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I don't know. I mean, like, just generally, I, I just like to make my own riffs. Or, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't call them songs because there isn't a drum to it. There isn't. It's not really finished. It's just I like to make melodies on my guitar. I haven't given it a name yet. Um, I, I don't know what to give it a name, but I, I, I don't. I don't I know. It's. I just generally. Um, I, I feel. Um, I mean, I, I detune my guitar quite a bit, and like okay. a lot of the chords was just an A minor, and it was just moving up and down frets. Okay, but, so it's a bit of a trick of the trade, isn't it? You know, you can yeah. make something look look easy. It sounded good, did that? I really, really enjoyed it. And and all music can be a work in progress, can't it? Would would we mm-hmm. agree? What would you say, Connor? Yeah, I get what Jan Jan means. Um, when I am with my piano, I often just kind of randomly come up with different melodies and kind of chord sequences. Yeah. And I, I would say I would want to make them into songs eventually. But like, for now, I'm alright with just randomly playing stuff on my piano. Mm. So, Especially yeah. because it's not like, you know, 
like we have a drummer we have you know like a pianoist i mean i know you're a pianoist but like like in the room to like record with it so it's again due to covid it's kind of like we don't really have a choice but no i agree with connor um i just generally like making up stuff it's fun yeah um so yeah what about you ashton what's your kind of style of music what do you do and what do you like Do we have Ashton there? Has he dropped? Oh. Oh, hi, sorry. Uh, might just cut out for a second there. Oh dear, never mind. These, these are the things we've been talking about, getting over things in COVID times and you might cutting out or any yeah. technological thing. Um, what, what do you enjoy musically, whether it be playing or songs you like to listen to? Like, I like quite like bass heavy songs and like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, quite like deep songs, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love a little. Well, that actually brings us on to the next track because we've got an African instrument coming up next that Paul plays, and it's called the kalimba. Um, and um, yeah, it's otherwise known as the thumb piano, if you can picture what I mean. Um, so this is Paul playing the kalimba. Welcome back. Um, that was Paul's kalimba piece. It's quite interesting how so many people play so many different instruments, isn't it, Sean? Yeah, yeah. We've got quite a nice mixture of instrumentalists and singers and everything in the group. So it's it's really good to see. We've, when we can get face-to-face, -face, we're a right big band, aren't we, between us? We've got all the instruments. Um, we've got like a couple of members of the group who couldn't make it today, but um, one of which is going to has chosen a track for us to play. Um, but just before that, we, uh, after that, sorry, we are going to come in with the second part of the interview with Catherine Wah. Um, what what's the next track, Connor? The track is called "Change on the Rise" by Alfie Kaplan. Without the light or oh, the darkness come Hold through the night mm, The shadows will run mm, Fend off the enemy Sing out the jubilee With all the fire we can breathe We're singing all day And you can't tame it High tide, low tide You know, night time The morning time, yeah We're going strong Heading up, down the river Oh Lord, I feel 
change on the rise Sometimes, you know, if you're a little bit nervous in front of the camera, um, especially on the internet when people are so kind of cruel, people can, you know, comment on it or they might get bored. And so you do really have to feel like you can be quite confident talking in order to engage viewers. And also it's the little things as well, like sometimes your hair is really greasy or you've got a lot of spots and you're not going to look good on camera, (laughs) but you've set aside that day for filming. Whereas if you were writing a blog, you could just write it in your pyjamas and nobody would care. So there are a lot of problems that, that go with it. Um, and, oh gosh, not to mention technical issues. Sometimes, you know, I'd go out filming somewhere only to find out that actually half of 
the footage I'd taken had a lot of wind noise, so I couldn't use it. So it's a mixed bag. There are a lot of cons, but I think what you get from it is really good as well. And what kind of challenges have you had to overcome with this YouTube channel, this histories? So there's, there's quite a few, actually. Um, one is, and it, it goes with anyone making content, really, is for ages I'd put in a lot of effort to a video, often at a lot of personal cost if I was travelling, and it would get like 50 views, and I was like, is that it? Because obviously if you've made something, you want people to watch it, but people wouldn't. So it can be quite um, disheartening. And, you know, if you're not very kind of motivated or resilient, it can put you down a bit. But, you know, it's, it's helped me learn how to be resilient and determined and to just keep moving forward. And another kind of challenge I've faced is actually learning how to do stuff because... I never took any media courses at school. No one's ever taught me how to do this. I literally started with an iPhone 4 talking into it, having to figure out how do I edit? How do I remember all this stuff? How do I talk confidently? And that's trial and error. When I think about my first videos, I'm like, oh gosh, it was so bad. But as you go along, you learn and it, it gets better. So yeah, there was, there was a lot of challenges, but I think I've, I've been able to overcome them. Would you rather do this um, on the radio or YouTube? I think I have to say YouTube, certainly because, as before, you can have a lot of visual stuff. You can have your costumes and your props. Um, yeah, unfortunately. What would you say is something you are the most proud of with your Yorkshire's Hidden Histories? Like, what was your most, what was your biggest accomplishment with it? Um, that's a good question, because because I, I'm really proud of how a few videos have, have kind of taken off. Um, I did a video on the history of rugby league and that's gotten almost 5,000 views, which doesn't sound a lot when you think of how people like PewDiePie get millions every day. But to me, that's quite a lot. So I'm, I'm really pleased with how some videos like that um, and like the Saltaire one as well. I'm, I'm pleased with how that turned out. And I'm also quite, quite proud as well how I, I don't know, just kind of the opportunities I've been given, like I was on um, BBC Radio Leeds. Um, I'm all, all the all the stuff which has arisen. I'm quite proud of how how that's turned out, and just just how I've been able to slowly build up a a, a loyal fan base. I guess you know you always get the same names commenting each time, and it it feels good. So I'm quite proud of how that's developed. Do you have any advice for people that are like? wanting to do the same thing as you yeah I'd, I'd say the first thing is you, you got to get stuck in don't care too much about your success because you've got to enjoy it first make those really terrible videos at the start so that you can learn from them I mean my first ones were so bad I deleted them all took a break and then started um so you, you, you know you've got to enjoy it um and just have fun as well you know there's no point doing it if you if you don't enjoy it and I think most importantly is to find a niche because it seems everyone and their dog has a Minecraft Let's Play channel. And granted, sure, they get millions of views, but, you know, how are you going to offer anything original? What, the main reason I chose Yorkshire History when I started, to be honest, was because there was no one else who had a channel. There were occasional videos, but nobody else had a, a YouTube channel about Yorkshire History. And there's a lot of channels about general history, like world history or British history. Well, I thought, well, hang on, I could just do Yorkshire history because then I'm not, you know, 
I'll be the only one. So when you find a niche, you, you've, you've really got to take most of that opportunity because that's where you're going to find and build your audience from that. And I, I think that's probably what I'd offer as advice. And for a final question, if you didn't study histories or any anything you have done up until this point, what would what would you what would you have done and why? I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it's quite interesting because, as a confession, I never actually did history at college or uni. The degree I got was in peace studies, which it sounds quite completely different. Um, but if I hadn't have done a YouTube channel about Yorkshire history, I think I probably would have done one about um, philosophy or just kind of thinking, you know? I know it's not a good way to describe it, but I, I do like talking, as you might have been able to guess, and I love talking about topics. So I probably would have just done a channel where I'm sat talking about things, like, whatever topic enters my head at that time, I probably would have talked about. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for joining us on The Red Kite, Catherine. And the theme of today's show is, is this idea of, of quirks and how people sort of take their, their, their particular interests, or the things that make them unique, and then do something with them. And so your channel is, is, is definitely a great, a great example of that. So we wanted to give you a chance if you have a song that you wanted to share. Did one come to mind while we've been talking? Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's called Hi Ho Silver Lining um, by Jeff Beck and my pipe dream is to perform it at the Super League Grand Final because it's just a really good song to belt out and that's one I've chosen. But before we go, I first want to give you a chance to just remind listeners how they can, where they can find your videos. Yes, yeah, so my YouTube channel is called Yorkshire's Hidden History. If you search it on Google, um, it'll come up. Um, or YouTube. I've got a Facebook and Twitter as well. Um, I can't remember the handles off the top of my head, but again, if you'd search it, it could come up. Um, so yeah, go check it out. Great. Well, thank you for coming on the show. And thank you, Ali, Josh, Duaria, Izzy, and some of the others who submitted questions. And we look forward to uh, hearing more and seeing your book when it comes out. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
So you're listening to Red Kite here on Friday afternoon, and that was a track chosen by the historian and YouTube uh, star, Catherine Waugh. Catherine, that track has a slightly uh, more negative association for me. It was always the last track played at the school disco. It was the moment when you had to face up to the fact that you perhaps didn't have anyone to dance to on that last number. But it usually sent me straight back to my poetry book, uh, and Catherine Ward's videos are really, uh, really good. I thoroughly recommend that uh, anybody interested in a quirky view of history, and they're very funny too, do go to Catherine Ward's YouTube uh, channel. So now we're going to hear some creative writing that was written only this week. So it's really just out of the oven. It was created, uh, written by members of the next gen foundation group to say something quickly about that um uh, it's a group that of young people who are new to us at chapel fm and they are trying out all the stuff that we do at chapel so writing journalism broadcasting music it's a real um lovely cocktail of different things that they try out before they might go on and specialize in to, in those different things and this week we just thought we would get something together for Red Kite and uh, somebody uh, suggested, in a quirky way, water. So we wrote some poetry, stories, whatever you like to call it really, on the theme of water. I sit on the wooden banks of the river, staring at the creatures that rise and fall from the rushing liquid when I notice something peculiar with gliding across the water. A large firefly with rainbow gradients staring me down as it ebbs slowly towards me, being careful not to disturb the, li the liquid crystal below its fuzzy orange belly. Once it reaches me, it lifts its fat body from the water. And suddenly, an illuminous light drowns the surrounding area, revealing a spectacle of reds and yellows, blues and pinks, until I too am devoured in the light. The large bug then drifts towards me and takes refuge on my head before I felt, felt a soft hum from the creature's sleeping breaths. Did a firefly just go to sleep on my head? Crystal blue water encloses island, mirroring the clear cobalt skies which concealed the world below. These waters led to pristine, uninhabited beaches, utterly overwhelming as these forsaken sands stretch for miles, seemingly endless. The indigo liquid provided life for the land, with rivers breaking off, 
setting foot deep into the aisles overgrown forests. The moisture flowed through and enchanted these woods, providing life and sustenance for its inhabitants with this entire jungle in harmony, respecting the majesty of this water. The flow of the water fills you with peace. The flow of dark, dirty water fills you with hate. People feel these things inside and out. It's everywhere you go. It's everywhere you go. Right, the sapphire blue waves swaying forwards and backwards silently. That's what you see. However, the ocean is much more than that. It's a colony, a variety of difference working together to survive, defending against predators, attacking against prey, or even fleeing from us. Some people don't believe. Some people just laugh and walk away. These people will never find the true secrets of the depths of the ocean. They will never discover things about the sea forgotten in time. Only 5% of the oceans have been discovered and charted. This is what the scientists say, in their white lab coats working in a posh office, not even remotely close to the sea. If people just look closer, if people just look at that shadow a second longer, they will discover infinite aquatic life far beyond these scientists' imaginations. They will discover human-like creatures with history far superior to the human race. They will discover species that we are destroying before we even get to understand them. They will find the supposedly mythical people. Some people believe though. Some people, but not enough people. This is why they have fallen to myth. Pure and utter myth. I beg for more, it rasps around my throat, and I beg for more. 
is an oasis of joy and I am a deserted in doom. I drop to my knees, sipping sweet sand. It doesn't do anything, so it sinks under me. Suddenly, thrash, scream, silent. I beg for it to stop. It seeps into my mouth and oozes into my lungs. Oh God, it hurts, make it stop. Smoking, drowning, thirsty. I'm left so empty yet so full of nothing and it rips a hole inside me from the inside out. How do I get what is inside me out? I found out there is no joy, only sand and this sun-struck desert land. I found out there is no joy, only sand and this sun-struck desert land. What is this evolutionary thing that happens from our eyes? As if a predator will take pity, trickles of salty liquid override, the internal animalistic drive to consume us, the hope that our cheeks will be licked clean. Does it draw us closer? You will set me off and I shall copy your behavior as if holding up a mirror. Substance weeps down rocks, pipes, walls. Why are cheeks so different? Et ces 
maison rouillée La mer les a bercés Le nom des golfes clairs Et d'une chanson d'amour La mer a bercé mon cœur Pour la vie la on va danser le long des golfes clairs à des reflets d'argent la mer des reflets changeants la pluie la mer au ciel d'été confond ses blancs moutons avec les anges si purs, la mer, bergère d'azur, infinie. Voyez, près des étangs, ces grands roseaux mouillés. Voyez, ces oiseaux blancs, ils Welcome back to the Red Kite Show. Um, that was a song called Beyond the Sea by Frank Trenet. That was the French version. I've actually listened to the English version by Bobby Darren. Um, to say, Mel, you just sang in English. It's quite a good song. I like it. Uh, does it sound similar? Oh, it's the same song, just sung in English, yeah. with the same exact same melody line and chords. Ooh, I'd like to hear it. Maybe we can perform it sometime. So you've been listening. Thanks to everyone out there who's been listening to us on the Red Kite tonight. On this Friday night, we've had uh, writing about water and some great music. The musicians uh, performed some original pieces. We had an interview with Catherine Warr about her Yorkshire's Hidden History YouTube website. And to end the show, we started off talking about this idea of, of quirks and like these sort of everyday little kind of hidden powers that people have, things that make you see the world in an unusual way. And before we go, just curious if anybody has thoughts on either Someone you know, or maybe yourself, just a kind of a quirk that's kind of helped you in these past months, or that you think about going forward. Anybody? My mate uh, John is a quirky type. I've known him for years, and he's uh, he's a Buddhist, but um, and not that but having a religion is is a quirk, but it's certainly uh, I find it an interesting way of looking at the world because he says if you get attached to things then you lose them and you grieve for them, but you you just have to stay a bit uh, self-contained, a bit detached from everything, and you'll get through. And of course, I think it's been a really good thing in lockdown to have that kind of attitude. So it's a quirkiness I think that has certainly made him uh, predisposed him to getting through this period very well. And I've learned a bit from that myself. 
They call it equanimous in, in the Buddhist tradition. I did a 10-day, believe it or not, I did a 10-day long silent meditation once. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, I did it in India. It's called a vipassana. Yeah, they were talking about being equanimous all the time. It's more that than being detached. You are actually still attached, but you're not as you're not as grabby and grasping. And it's yeah, it is. It's mm. a good good ethos to have, really. Definitely. Well, Absolutely. I, I find that quite interesting because I haven't really thought about it until now, yeah, but it kind of right. makes sense. Oh, sorry. Is this bear? Is this bear? Yeah. Um, I I mean, like, I haven't really thought about it until now, because, I mean, I'm not that religious, but, like, it kind of makes sense if you think about it, because it it makes sense, because, like, when, when you say the attached, you don't obviously want to just not have emotion and not mm. feel anything and not understand anything or anyone, but it is, I think, as as you said about self-containment mm. and just knowing how how to you know deal with grief i, I think mm. that makes a lot of sense quite right john mm. yeah Me too yeah mm -hmm. how about uh connor or ashton anything um i think um a lot of people frown upon being supposedly quirky but i think it's just mm. a cool thing it's Kind of you saying to the world that you're unique and you're who you want to be. Because I've got autism, which I've been told by lots of people that because of that I'm quite quirky. Um, it helps me to do stuff like do Chapel FM radio shows because it helps me because I'm normally a quite a socially awkward person. But it's pretty. It's been really help. It's really helped for me to do these and just yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Mm. Nobody would ever think you were socially awkward in our group. You're always involved and yeah, exactly. we always have a good chat, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, you did I, fantastic today on the show. Go ahead, think, John. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think what a lot of people think is whether quirky is a good thing or a bad thing. Does it mean different or does it mean something that's weird? Because, like, honestly, I, don't, I, I thought it meant something that was different. I'd like something mm -hmm. that was unique about you. But then a lot of people use it in the sense of, oh, he's weird, he's quirky, as a mm. sort of synonym for weird. I don't know if that's meant to be the case or not. I think Connor's right, you know, like, I think quirks can help you with a lot of things. I, I obviously, like, I don't know because I don't, I don't have autism, so I can't speak from that point of view. But, like, with other quirks, like, I, I do think that it can help you with things and that like you know I, I, do, I do feel like quirks are something that are frowned upon I, I don't know if that's the case I always thought it just meant something that were different but like other people use it as a synonym for weird I don't know what it is I'm gonna have to check that up in the dictionary but I think mm -hmm. sometimes yeah. people can be a bit afraid of different can't they because we all try oh, to yeah, fit definitely. in to society and and um and when actually being different is great because you know you can be a pioneer can't you you have to stand out of the crowd to be different and it's takes takes her courage I think yeah what do and you the meaning of words change too which, over time. Yep, go ahead, Ashton. Uh, like I think that it's like it's a good thing if you are like I, I don't see it as like being like a bad thing because it mm -hmm. kind of like it make it's like I don't see it as like <coughs> like some call if you say that someone's quirky I wouldn't say that like it's like calling someone weird I'd say that like you know 
Well, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing, you know, because oh, it, it makes not. you who you are, I guess. Yeah. I think also to, um, there was a time quite recently when within the arts, if you worked in the arts, to be quirky was a thing. It was the yeah. way to, it was the, it was the verb that was used to describe anything good. This is a quirky new play by so and so. This is a a quirky track, or you know, this is a yeah. quirky, quirky new stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah indeed. Okay. It could it just mean that like, kind of like stand out, I guess. Yeah. 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 Standing out, Ashton. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I do feel like I always used to stand about... out. Go on, Chan. No, I, I, I do. I do. I do feel like that with quirks. I do feel like a lot of the time disability is frowned upon, and it's like. Mm. But at the same time, I don't necessarily think that it's like that bad. It, it isn't bad. It just means that you're a bit different. It's not like it's. But people react to it as if it's like the end of the world and it's gonna kill everybody. But it really isn't. Mm. It's. It's just something about a person, and it's like. At the same time, if you don't have a disability, that isn't a bad thing. It's just like people are different and it's like... People people are scared of having difference, but the yeah. only thing that stays the same is that things are always changing. I love that, Jan Luigi. I love that saying. That's quite Buddhist. That's quite a Buddhist outlook in itself, I think, is that. Yeah. I think people used to be... People are scared of standing out out there. Do you reckon it goes back... I mean, some people say it goes back as far as when we were apes, does it? You know, like, if you were different to the rest of the group, you might get ousted. And then if you're ousted from the group, you won't get any food and you might die. So there was I a real... A primal primal instinct. Yeah. Well, we, I guess, because, like, obviously, our primal instincts don't evolve as quickly as us. So we still have primal instincts that we don't really need nowadays. Yeah. Like, there's, like... You know, we've we're built to be stronger. I mean, I guess it does happen in high school, but like, especially outside, you you don't really have fights to the death or anything. It's like no. So I I feel like our primal instinct doesn't evolve as quickly as us. So we need a. I, I guess I can understand what people are thinking. I just don't agree with it. Yeah. They call mm. it the lizard brain, I think, that primal instinct. It's called the lizard brain. It's that you can't control that part of your brain at all. It just acts on instinct and stuff, which is interesting. Well, this is a great discussion. We might have to come back to this and have a part two and, and carry some of these ideas further because I think we're just scratching the surface of lots of other great ideas. Any la well, We're going to hear a piece of music as we go out, which I'll let Sean introduce, which is... A, given this conversation is a perfect choice because this guy was certainly somebody who took his, his unique qualities yeah. and made them into something really magical. But first, any last thoughts before we go? And then I've got just a few announcements for listeners out there. Anybody? No. Okay. So. And if not, so first of all, thank you everybody out there for listening, for tuning in to Red Kite, our radio show and podcast here on East Leeds FM. We have our next show is two weeks from now on December 4th. We're going to be doing a preview of the Musicathon happening at Chapel FM, our 24 hour music marathon. Um, and you can listen to all the past episodes. There are now, there's a big pile of Red Kite episodes going back to the summer. We went on our wild walks and we have our Halloween and bonfire night show from a couple weeks ago. And they're all on the Chapel FM website, or you could subscribe to the podcast. If you listen to podcasts, you can go to any of the podcast 
players and just type in Red Kite and you'll find all of our past shows as well. So thank you, everybody. And I think now we're ready to hand it over to Sean to introduce this last piece of music. Yeah, so this last piece I've chosen because he, he was a hero of the arts, I think. Um, he was such an artist in, in all ways, visual, music, performance. He just did everything so quirkily and uh, he had lots of different characters that he, he came out as. Uh, so this is David Bowie with Heroes. Nothing, nothing will keep us together 